0: Welcome to PastMaster, the show that sends you back in time, armed with nothing but the knowledge in your head and our AI game master as our guide. <coughs> My name is Ryan and I'm joined once again by Tan Parsons and Keon Star. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing? Guys, have you been able to sleep this week? I have been on tenterhooks
1: <laughs> all week waiting to find out which way the head of guard is going to go. I can't believe this is finally happening.
0: So uh, I guess I... <laughs> <laughs> the tension on your face
1: like it's just been the forefront of my mind and you're wearing
0: exactly the same clothes as last week
1: yeah all right (laughs) (laughs) let's bring that up this is a this
0: is an audio experience (laughs)
1: but yes it's very coincidental
2: as as are you yeah yeah, (laughs) yeah. it it looks like not much time has passed at all you know I, i assure you it's been a week been, been so frantic with Worry for Baron Saffron that you haven't even changed clothes <laughs> no, yeah, nothing. all week long. I've, s- I've slept in the <laughs> studio all week just waiting for you guys to return. Haven't left. <laughs> we should say as well, this is probably going to be the last playthrough we're doing with our original prompt. Following feedback we've had from our listeners, from you guys, thank you so much, we're going to be making a few... Chops and changes, is that right, Ryan? What, what kind of things might we be doing next week?
0: Yeah, a lot of people, and ourselves included, to be fair, have said it sounds a bit too easy. It's a bit of a relentless surge to victory. So we are still accepting any feedback from you guys as to what you think we should change. But firstly, can we make it harder? So I've got a few things we're going to try. Try and make it a bit harder. It has got the concepts of losing lives, but it's very generous with that. So we see if we can make that a lot stricter. We're going to maybe tweak the objectives so, how to win the game, <coughs> inventing an era-defining technology. You know, Maybe there's some other things we could do. And then finally, the thing I really want to get the prompt to understand is that it is okay to mess with history. That is the point of this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if I want to write a book that someone else in the future writes, I'm allowed to do that. So, we've just got to try and get it to understand that. Yeah. So, we'll give that a go. So, that, that'll be your uh, next week's episode, will be the first in that. Um, but for now, we are going to find out what happened the Baron Saffron. Should
1: we have a little recap? Yeah. So, Tan, do you want to just fill us in? Yeah. For those,
0: well, firstly, if, for those who
1: haven't listened to part one, listen to part one. <laughs> Don't just listen to this recap. I'd, I'd definitely go back. But just remind us, Tan, what what we've been sure, doing. Wait, sure. Wait, we wait, wait. We, we need a
2: previously on Passmaster. <laughs> <laughs> there we have it. Just a, <laughs> excellent. What's that guy called? He's got a name, hasn't he? There's one guy? There's one guy who does all those things. The film trailer guy. The film trailer guy. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. he does all the films. Let's see see if we can get him, maybe. So last week, I went back to Galilee, which, of course, was where Jesus was uh, operating. The Jesus times. The Jesus time, as it was known. Circa 25 AD, and I'm I'm guessing if he was born in... Wasn't he 32
0: when he... Yeah, died. when he
2: died. So this was just before then. It was like yeah, he was 25 years old. Like He was like a young guy, really making a name for himself, a bit of a rock star. So I went back to Galilee when he was just coming up and making a name for himself. And after stealing some bread and angering a merchant, I decided to style myself as a spice trader called Baron Saffron. And I'd... Angered a, a merchant by tying his shoelaces together and pushing him over, and stealing his donkey. Genius move that. <laughs> I, I Look think. over there. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew uh, Chat GPT would allow me to do that, even yeah. even though, though it's very silly. Stole his donkey, galloped to his estate, and met his the head of his personal guard, who was looking very menacing. And I was trying to persuade him to abandon his employer and join me and be my chief enforcer in my saffron trade. I say with a wink, you don't get a name like Baron Saffron by being shit at business, do you? The head of the guard listens to your explanation with interest. So I ask him, uh, and I sense this is really the crucial moment, ask him, well, what do you say, captain of the guard? Are you captain of Mordecai's guard? Or captain of Baron Saffron's guard. He gonna be? The head of the guard
1: considers your question for a moment before answering. I serve whoever pays me, Baron Saffron. <laughs> <laughs> of, course. <laughs> of, course. Of, course. of course he does. <laughs>
2: Zero loyalty.
1: Yeah. I mean, how long has he worked for Baron Saffron? For um, Mordecai. I, Mordecai. Don't, I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> say, but presumably a while. He's not happy with the conditions. Put yeah. it that way. It right Mordecai. now, that seems to be you. I'm willing to take a chance on your vision, as long as the money is right. He's making sure yeah, that's really, really that's clear. clear. Yeah. You feel a sense of relief and excitement at his response. I, I imagine everyone listening does as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Huge relief. It seems your plan to take over Mordecai's saffron trade may have some legs after all. So what's your next move, Baron Saffron, the head of guard asks. How do you plan to take down Mordecai and establish your own business? As usual, you're, you're, you're very, um, you know, composed. Yeah. You take a deep breath and try yeah. to look confident. <laughs>
2: Always have a deep breath before you uh, make a bit. It's
0: wise advice.
1: Yeah. But I love it, it says try to look confident. <laughs> like, it's really like, it <laughs> senses that I'm You're holding it together. It. We'll start by undercutting his prices and offering better quality saffron, you say. We'll also try to win over some of his key suppliers and customers to weaken his position even further. Mm-hmm. And if necessary, we'll use force
2: to protect our interests. So there is a, th- a threat of violence there. He's a violent yeah, yeah, man yeah. and he can bring it to bear if needs be. It was violent times back then. certainly so, it was. You know, you're just in-
1: in making use of the time period. The head of guard nods approvingly. I like the sound of that, he says but we'll need more men if we're going to take on Mordecai and his cronies. I'll start recruiting from among the local Tufts and mercenaries, and we'll meet back here in a week to plan our next move. You feel a rush of excitement as you realise you're starting to build your own power base in Galilee. It won't be easy, but with the right strategy and a bit of luck, you might just be able to achieve your goals. What would you like to do next, Baron
2: Saffron? And ever being polite, I say, I'd like to ask this chap's name. Oh, do we not know his name? Don't even know his name. Oh. You realise... isn't it? <laughs> He's got a scar. Scarf, yeah, yeah. He's,
1: yeah, that's all we know about him. He's got a scar. He's big and burly, obviously, because yeah. they all are in this in this world. You realise you've been working with the head of Mordecai's personal guard for some time, but you don't know his name still. Excuse me, I realise I've been quite rude, you say to him. I don't
2: think I've caught your name. I, I love the way it says, I did not think I caught your name. It's like, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something out of... Uh... That's <laughs> a sort of 20th century novel, isn't it? Yeah. Just a really polite turn of phrase. I didn't really catch that. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: it. Just because you didn't ask me, mate. You know that's you didn't <laughs> ask me. The head of the guards smiles really. No need to apologise, Baron Saffron. I'm called Ishmael, but all my men call me the Iron Fist. Yeah, menacing. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> Do they? <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely given himself that nickname. Yeah. You nod, impressed by the man's nickname that he definitely gave himself. Well, Ishmael. Oh, but you're not calling him in that. No, that's... not not familiar enough yet, I guess. You've only just got him on <laughs> board. Well, Ishmael, it's a pleasure to have you on my side. You say. I hope we can work together to build something truly great here in Galilee. Ishmael nods back; his expression serious. Indeed, Baron
0: Saffron. I look forward to seeing what we can accomplish together. I just yep. love the the premise of just wandering up to people and going, "You work for me now," <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs>
2: well, I, guess, <laughs> I guess I do.
0: If the money's right, yeah. yeah, okay. Oh, you have loads of money.
2: You don't. You haven't proved that to me. Oh, well, okay. But you have got <laughs> some nasty mud in your pocket, <laughs> which, which, which can blind a man. I forgot about the blinding mud. With that, you
1: part ways with Ishmael, feeling energized and excited about the future. It's a risky business taking on Mordecai and his powerful saffron trade, but you're determined to make it work. What would you like to do next?
2: So, I will head back to Isaac and tell him of my meeting with Mr. Iron Fist. I ask Isaac... (laughs) Mr. Iron Fist! (laughs) Be polite. I ask Isaac... Does that mean he's Mr. Fist? (laughs) Mr. Fist. First name Iron? Fist. Iron Fist. I ask Isaac if he will be my right-hand man and my business partner. What does he say? So, hang on, Mr. Fist isn't your right-hand man? (laughs) He's he's, he's one of my... He's my left-hand man, maybe. The the muscle to Isaac's uh, brains. And sorry, who's Isaac again? Isaac is the I think the guy I stole bread from initially. So he's the Oh yeah the 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 merchant who he's my he's my mentor essentially. So you stole bread from him and then gave it back to him and pretended it was a magic trick was a magic and he trick.
1: was so impressed he gave him a job and a fucking place to yeah. stay <laughs>
2: and then it was like you're what you know i'm gonna leave everything to you basically yeah yeah Unlike yeah. the long lost son he's been looking for yeah. just like, <laughs> che- cheeky but hard-working. Yeah, yeah. you know he likes it you make your way back to
1: isaac's farm eager to share your progress with your friend and mentor as you arrive you see isaac tending to his goats in the field and he looks up as he hears you approach Ah, Baron Saffron, back so soon. Hang on, what was his voice again? It was quite deep, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was quite deep. Ah, Baron Saffron, back so soon, he says with a smile. I take it your meeting with Mordecai's guard went well. You tell him everything that happened, from your encounter with Mordecai at the market to your discussion with Ishmael about taking over the Saffron trade. You ask Isaac if he'll join you as your right-hand man and business partner. Isaac looks at you thoughtfully for a moment and then nods. I've always believed in your vision, Tan. I am willing to take the risk with you, but we'll need to be careful. Mordecai is a powerful man, and he won't take kindly to us trying to take over his trade. You nod, knowing that Isaac is right. I understand the risks, but I believe we can make this work, you say. With your knowledge of the land and my business savvy, we'll be unstoppable. Isaac smiles and claps you on the shoulder.
2: Claps. I imagine him having like a really big meaty paw of a hand. It's just like, <laughs> you know, my body thuds forward yeah. and slaps me on the back. Let's do it then, he says. I'll gather some other farmers and
1: tradesmen in the area and we'll start building our network. Together, we'll show Mordecai there's a new
2: player in town.
1: Yeah, so he's, he's
2: on board. Yeah. yeah. He's,
1: he's loving it. What would you like to do next, Baron
2: Saffron? And so my mind, I was thinking, okay, it's quite fun. I've had a, like a little poke around in Galilee. I'm yeah. I'm up and running. Yeah. I'm, I've got some enemies, sure. I've got I've <laughs> got some allies as well, though. So interesting times. You've established a, a foothold, exactly. And I was thinking, okay, why am I really here? I want I want to meet Jesus. I've always wondered what he looks like. Mm-hmm. Does he look like all those cartoons of Jesus with the you know with the nice hair and the little beard and the yeah. white shawl, or the, does he the L'Oreal advert? Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or is he a bit of a you yeah, know something different, a bit of a bit of a scoundrel? So I said, at this stage, I want to leave Isaac in charge following my instructions to create a network with iron fist that could crush Mordecai, my mortal saffron enemy. That's me speaking in brackets. Um, in the meantime, I would like to search out this Jesus and see what he has to say for himself. I have always wondered what he would be like in person. Mm.
1: And it says, with Isaac in charge of building your power base in Galilee, you decide to pursue your other goal, meeting Jesus. You've heard so much about him. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all have. Oh Yeah, I think it yeah, rings a bell.
0: You've heard so much about him and his
1: teachings and you're eager to see what he's really like in person. You ask around the local villages and soon hear that Jesus is currently preaching at a nearby synagogue. You make your way there, mingling with the crowds as you try to catch a glimpse of the man himself. As you enter the synagogue, you see Jesus standing at the front,
2: speaking in a calm and measured voice. (laughs) And and that's kind of, that's very much like on brand, isn't it? (laughs) Imagine if it had said, you see him at the front, (laughs) (laughs) screech, gesticulating madly. (laughs) His words are powerful, and the
1: people around you seem to be enraptured by his message of love and forgiveness.
2: Yeah, so far, so Jesus. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: You watch Jesus heal a blind man, Mm. restoring his sight with a simple touch. (laughs) <laughs> Didn't even, not, simple, not, not even a clap on the back. <laughs> just a just simple, a simple touch. touch. You see the wonder and amazement on the faces of the people around you, and you can't
2: help but feel moved by the experience. Oh, you're getting, just, get, getting emotional. Just to jump in there, I, I found that really interesting, because like, if you look from any sort of modern scientific standpoint today, you might look at the Bible, which is the text written two thousand odd years ago and think okay it's kind of allegorical it's hyperbole it's telling a story and making a point and miracles were part of the the stories of the time but seen through a modern lens they probably weren't actually miracles most people and yeah unless you're christian and you believe that they were miracles anyone might think it's a story it's an allegory but the way chat gpt is doing this it's like no he's doing miracles he, he, he's touched <laughs> the man on the eye and he can see
0: I mean but is this just like how you could speak to people chapter GPT's like look you just could you could speak Arabic alright he's it, actually
2: doing miracles is so. it, or some kind of technology <laughs> <laughs> well you it would have been if that.
0: anything it would have been even more interesting if he if, if the narrator had gone and he looks like he's doing a miracle doing a miracle but actually what he's done is uh, <laughs> sort of a uh, sleight of That'd hand that would be even more
2: surprising if yeah. you know yeah, made, it, made him out to be a con artist or something
0: because yeah. it what, what it's trained on the data it's trained on it's obviously read the bible mm. and it's probably read all the Just religious texts discussing it, the bible uh, yeah. mm. it's not it must have read scientific Things of it as well, but the general consensus well,
2: statistically, yeah, the, the the overwhelming bulk of stuff discussing the Bible is yeah, kind of positive. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's read that it's like yeah, miracles. <laughs> yeah. So it's curious. So after the service,
1: you approach Jesus and introduce yourself. Hi Hello. Jesus,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan.
1: I've seen all your work. You tell him that you've heard so much about him and his teachings
2: and you're eager to learn more. So to mm.
0: interrupt, so in the last episode, you didn't you didn't ask after Jesus, you asked after- Joshua Ben-Joseph. Yeah, and yeah. now you're
2: asking after Jesus. Yeah, I have kind of like forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> and at what point was he starting to be called Jesus? I think that was like long after he was dead. Everyone obviously. here in
1: this day and age would have been calling him- Joshua, Joshua. Joshy. Right, okay. J-Man. But we, we don't need to worry about nah, that. Right. Okay. it's so, not exactly. details. Let's not get caught up in that sort of detail yet. Jesus looks at you with kind eyes and nods. Welcome my friend. God, have I got to do a voice? I'm not doing. Uh, I I just well, welcome, my friend. Welcome, yeah, very soft. Welcome, my friend.
2: He says, "Go, go closer
1: to the right microphone." Okay. Jesus looks at you with kind eyes and nods. Welcome, my friend. He says, "I'm glad you could join us today. What can I do for you?" You explain that you're a traveler from a distant land and that you've come to learn from Jesus and see his message firsthand. You ask if you can follow him and his disciples on their journey to learn
2: more about what he's teaching. And again, like it didn't give me the option to decide that it's decided for me yeah yeah. that's the obvious reason why i would want to meet him but anyway
1: it's just yeah has just assumed that you might have just wanted to ask you know where he gets his hair products from (laughs) exactly (laughs) ask ask for more magic tricks (laughs) Yeah, exactly i did this bread thing and i I sort of convinced him but i don't know if i've got got any any tips yeah (laughs) jesus smiles and lays a hand on your shoulder of course my friend he says you're welcome to join us on our journey we're always happy to have new followers you feel a sense of joy and excitement at the prospect of following Jesus and learning from him. It's a new chapter in your life, and you're eager to see where it will take you. So it's just decided, decided like, that I, you I, are I,
2: you will be excited yeah, about this. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> not giving me a chance. It just wants me to be a, a, a super follower of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So what do you want to do next, Baris Afrom? And I'm just curious, because I always wondered, you know, what did Jesus actually look like? Because he always seems like this sort of uh, beardy white guy yeah. in all the, you know, the cartoons. So what, what does Jesus look like? Oh, the big question. You're giving Jack GPT a real, real
1: workout yeah. here. As you take a closer look at Jesus, you see a man in his 30s with a kind and compassionate face. Okay. He has a short beard oh. mm. and long brown hair, mm. and he's dressed in simple robes. His eyes are bright and piercing, and you can sense a deep wisdom and inner peace within him. So, this is, this is like that, you were saying
0: the week. Like. Yeah. He looks like you can sense some inner peace within yeah. him. Yeah. But. <laughs>
2: He's not a big burly man. No, that's true. So he's our first non-burly NPC.
1: (laughs) There's a quiet strength and confidence to his demeanor, and you can see that he commands respect and admiration from those around him. You can also sense a powerful energy emanating from him as if he's connected to something greater than himself overall (laughs) in conclusion jesus strikes you as a wise and humble man with a powerful message of love and compassion for all people you feel privileged to be in his presence and you're eager to learn more from him as you travel together on his journey so that clears that up what would you like to do (laughs) next Baron safari before I answer
2: that, I just think it's interesting the way it sort of says he's wise and peaceful and has piercing eyes, and you sense there's a, he's drawing his power from a, from a great source somewhere. Yeah. It's like, yeah. God, God is real, and uh, Jesus is getting his power, and it's coming out of him in wisdom.
0: But, but this is it. I mean, Christians believe that, he, that Jesus is God. So it's, it's interesting that the AI is, is sort of like on board that with well. that. Yeah. and uh, Yeah
2: kind of freaky. I tell him that I can't believe he is really healing people through miracles. (laughs) I ask if he is using accomplices to fake miracles. I tell him I can do a few magic tricks too and show him how I can make a coin disappear. I then make a joke asking if we should make some more coins disappear down the pub together. They had pubs back then. They probably had like a I don't know, yeah, probably Meeting something. places. Yeah, meeting places. Public houses, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. As you express your doubts for Jesus' miracles, you can see a hint of sadness in his eye. Oh, you've upset him! Yeah. I understand your scepticism, my friend, he says, but I assure you that the miracles I perform are real and they come from a place of deep faith and love. You then show Jesus a magic trick, making a coin disappear from your hand. <laughs> he smiles kindly. He's a patronizing, oh, well, That's a good trick, isn't it? But you can tell he's not particularly impressed. <laughs> that's a clever trick, Baron Saffron, he says. But I assure you, the miracles I perform are not tricks. They're real manifestations of God's power and love. Wow. Like a little patch you on the head. Yeah, yeah oh, exactly. He's, nice he's not going
2: to be dissuaded yeah. from his from his mission. Yeah.
1: You then make a joke about making coins disappear down at a pub. Jesus chuckles, but his expression remains serious. Can you do an, a chuckle Well, a serious chuckle? A Jesus chuckle?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's
2: where with, that's with his, his
1: expression remains serious when oh. he makes that noise. Why would you chuckle if you're serious? I'm... It's, be, it's a polite chuckle, I think. All oh, right, <laughs> It's like a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I can't join you for that, my friend, he said. <laughs> my mission is to spread the message of God's love and compassion and to heal those who are suffering. It's a serious responsibility and one I take very seriously. So I typed
2: in, hmm, I'm not wholly convinced by Jesus's rhetoric. Hey, I'm not wholly convinced. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Little> pun there. <laughs> Even if his heart seems to be in the right place, I tell him in a light-hearted manner that surely he doesn't expect me to believe he is really making miracles happen. I suggest to him that he ought to lighten up a bit and that I have a brilliant plan that will magnify the power of his message tenfold. I ask, well, what do you think of that, superstar? (laughs) Oh, Oh,
1: sorry. Where's this going? Jesus listens attentively as you explain your plan and you can see a glimmer of interest in his eyes. I'm always open to new ideas, Baron Saffron. Is that how you introduce yourself? I'm
2: Baron Saffron. I guess so. I don't
1: think we covered it, but I I must have done it at some point in the background. And he says, what do you have in mind? You explain that you want to organize a big event with music, food and drink where people can come together and experience the power of Jesus's message in a fun and festive atmosphere. You suggest that this could be a way to reach more people and spread his message even further. Jesus considers your idea for a moment and then nods slowly. I see what you're getting at Baron Saffron he says but my message is not about fun and festivities it's about love, compassion and forgiveness for the last fucking time (laughs) (laughs) and I believe that those are things that can only be truly experienced through deep and meaningful connections with others oh he's not having it what
2: would you like to do next? hmm I'm still not convinced I try and explain my vision to Jesus more emphatically. I sing the opening stanzas of the song Jesus Christ Superstar and gauge his reaction. (laughs) Before he can bore me with his message of love and peace, I launch into a solo rendition of the whole of Jesus Christ Superstar, the musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber, eagerly singing over Jesus whenever he tries to explain he's not interested. (laughs) (laughs) I I even press ahead with the bits of the story that might worry Jesus, warning him through the medium of musical theatre about the treachery that is afoot and how his controversial teachings are stirring up unrest and discomfort not only among the occupying Romans, but also among his own people. Well, Jesus, I say, what do you think of that? Why don't you play yourself in this musical about you? It would be postmodern as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: I have to openly confess, as you would be unsurprised to know, I've, I don't know anything about Jesus Christ Superstar. Is it worth just giving me the, the footnotes?
2: It's a musical from probably
1: the
0: 80s or 70s yeah. or something. Um, I actually, I've never seen it, but uh, I think it just recounts what sp- happens in the Bible,
2: doesn't it? It's kind of like the story of Jesus' mission, him getting into trouble with the Romans, being angry that he's stirring up unrest, and they eventually get hold of him. Judas is the disciple who so yeah. betrays him to the Romans, and they get hold of him and crucify him. And it's just like there are lots of little songs. So is it
1: a? Uh, it, it's not a comedy then. It's, no,
2: it's it's, a, it's, a, a, it's just a, a musical retelling of uh, the Passion of the Christ. I think they call it. I see. That, that's what it is.
1: And is it like, kind of, pro? Is it like kind of a Christian thing, or is it kind of mm-hmm. sort of this uh, a more neutral historical account? I would
2: say it's kind of a neutral historical account. Yeah, but I I don't know. I'm sure there are people who can. There's probably plenty of. But like uh, Christians
1: don't like. They they they're okay with it. Like I don't.
2: I actually don't know. I expect some think it's a bit blasphemous. Some probably think it's irrelevant. um, Yeah, and some probably quite like it.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 no cats, is it?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've never. Is that your standards for all musicals? (laughs) It's, It's not cats though. Oh yeah, mean, Andrew Lloyd Webber is, is not—he's you know, not considered particularly uh, cool, that's for sure. But no. he's, uh, he's been he? trem- tremendously successful as a, a musical. Yeah, actor. and this this one was huge, wasn't it? Yeah. The Jesus Christ yeah, Superstar is massive. I think massive, all of so. his musicals seem to be pretty massive. It's obviously—it uh, can't, can't be too really offensive, big. yeah, because otherwise it never
1: would have been a huge. And I don't know—is Andrew Lloyd Webber a religious man?
2: I don't know. I'm guessing not, but I don't know. Mm. Might be. Do let us know, Andrew, if you're listening. <laughs> uh,
1: Andrew's a big listener, friend of the show. Yeah, let Thank us know you. what you think. Yeah. As you launch into a solo rendition of Jesus Christ Superstar, Jesus watches you with a mix of surprise, amusement, and a touch of annoyance.
0: Oh, wow.
1: (laughs) He tries to interject a few times, but you sing over him and continue with the musical. As you finish the last notes of the song, you turn to Jesus and ask him what he thinks. He takes a deep breath and looks at you with a serious expression. Baron Saffron, I appreciate your enthusiasm and your creative expression, he says. But I must remind you that my message is not about spectacle or entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's about love, compassion, and forgiveness.
0: <laughs> it's got a consistent message. Yeah. Always thing. on brand. Yeah. yeah. You've got to stay on brand, on topic. Yeah. You can't like go deviating.
1: When he does his talks, he's got one of those plinths, and it's got the message along the front. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, can you imagine the Jesus Christ TED talk? Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, that would have billions of views. It would be like, one of the top viewed <laughs> ones.
1: We Maybe we, we could ask ChatGP to do that.
0: I've plugged into ChatGBT, write a TED Talk speech on the topic of love, compassion and forgiveness as would be delivered by Jesus of Nazareth. And oh my God, it's coming out with some terrible gush. (laughs) Starts with applause and then good evening, dear friends. I'm profoundly humbled and grateful to be here in this modern day gathering of minds. Allow me to extend my love to each and every one of you, just as I have always done and will continue to do. The love that binds us together, the love that is compassionate, forgiving, and th- that forms the very essence of our being. Do you know,
1: what this reminds me of Joey when he was doing the speech <laughs> from, from the from yeah, jo- sorry, Joey from Friends and the wedding where he had to write his speech of loving remember, and giving and remember. caring <laughs> yeah, yeah. and sharing. That's basically
0: what this is coming out with. It's such drivel. <laughs> I can remember. Love, <laughs> compassion, and forgiveness. Three words, three concepts, three principles that have, since the beginning of time, guided our interactions, informed our morality, and defined us as sentient beings. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't that's think Jesus we're... would have said it like this. I mean, it goes on. I won't read it all because he's actually still writing it as we speak. <laughs> oh, it does end the TED Talk with a new command. It says, And so, my dear friends, I urge you as we make our journey through life to remember these words. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another.
2: I don't think he'd be welcomed as a TED speaker. Yeah, if really, like, that's uh, what? <laughs> that sounds like brainwashing.
0: You
1: can sense that Jesus is disappointed in your lack of understanding, and you feel a sense of regret for not taking his
2: message seriously. Oh, goodness. Mm. What would you like to do next? So, at this point, I said, you know, I've met the big guy, so fine, let's let's move it forward. I think it's pretty hopeless trying to get through to Jesus. He's been quite a buzzkill for my musical idea, and he doesn't seem to care about his impending doom. I guess it's back to Isaac and Iron Fist to see how the Saffron Empire is coming along. Oh, yeah, that. (laughs) I wave a cheery goodbye to Jesus, but before I go, I ask him... What he regards as his best miracle so far.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus smiles at you kindly, despite your previous disagreement. It's not for me to say which of my miracles is the best, Baron Saffron, he says. Each one was a manifestation of God's power and love, and they were meant to bring healing and hope to those who needed it. He then adds... But I will say,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was rather pleased with the old Despite wine. Despite <laughs> that. I love
2: that. Just the first, the first little hint of pride entering. I'm going to get a little humble brag in here <laughs> since you asked me.
0: I wouldn't normally. However, but. I mean, it's, it's got to be water into wine. that, one's, that one's
1: It says, but I will say one of my most memorable miracles was the feeding of the 5,000. It was a moment of great abundance and generosity where all were fed
2: and no one went hungry. Yes, the bread, the bread and fishes, isn't it? Right, so he fed... F- five, was it five, loaves of, five fishes and two loaves of bread? And he right. fed 5,000 people, yeah. There was a joke at Edinburgh, I think, a couple of years right. ago. I think it won the best joke, Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which was like, um, yeah, of course Jesus could feed 5,000 people with um, two loaves of bread and five fishes. It was tapas. <laughs> <laughs> As
1: you bid farewell to Jesus and his disciples, you make your way back to Isaac and Iron Fist to see how your saffron empire is coming along. What would you like to do next?
2: I'd like to ask Isaac what progress he has made and how Mordecai has reacted to me stealing Iron Fist out from under him.
1: You meet with Isaac to discuss the progress of your Saffron Empire. He tells you that he has been working hard to establish relationships with Iron Fist's network and that they have been very receptive of your offer of a partnership. He's Mm. also started implementing your plan to cripple Mordecai's business and reports that it's already starting to have an impact. Mm. However, Isaac also reports that Mordecai has become aware of your Activities and has hired more guards and has increased security at his estate. Isaac believes that Mordecai may be planning some sort of retaliation
2: against you and your allies
1: What do you want to do Baron Saffron? Isaac asks.
2: Now at this point, I think I was channeling my inner Ryan (laughs) (laughs) Marcone. I'm gonna break it (laughs) And I said I'd like to persuade Isaac to come with me on a mission a mission to eat all of Mordecai's saffron at night
1: the saffron eating challenge. <laughs> oh, you get us a bit rich. <laughs> <laughs> Have an orange mouth after that. Certainly would. Isaac looks at you skeptically. <laughs> Don't blame him. When you propose your plan to eat all of Mordecai's saffron at night.
2: Baron saffron, that's a ridiculous idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Finally, what? somebody's
2: yeah. This is the first time <laughs> he's, yeah uh, game master has said that's nonsense, mate. <laughs> Not
1: only is it impossible to eat all of his saffron in one night, but it's also highly illegal and could
2: get us both killed or imprisoned.
0: It'd probably, you'd probably die if you tried to eat
2: that. I much think, I mean, presumably, he's got like literally barn loads of saffron. Yeah. Love a bit of saffron. It's good, on it? Yeah. Put it in with your rice. Oh yeah! Don't don't eat it raw. No, no, that's yeah. This, I mean, he's right in saying it's a
1: ridiculous idea, and I don't think you'd even see the morning if if you did that. So
0: you'd just be lying (laughs) first in the pile. It's having like red
1: red froth coming, yellow yellow froth coming. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) he shakes his head and adds. I think we should stick to our original plan and continue working on establishing our Saffron Empire. We can't afford to take unnecessary risks and jeopardise everything we've worked so hard for. You can tell that Isaac is not enthusiastic mm. about your idea and thinks it's a bad move. So what do you want to do next?
2: All right. I don't care.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> it's my <laughs> game. I'll play how
2: I want to play. I'm all in to steal Mordecai's Saffron. I will capture a dozen lions and a pair of Mongolian death worms and set them all loose in Mordecai's estate in That's the dead it. of night. In the ensuing chaos, I will snatch up all of Mordecai's saffron and quickly away with it to store it in a cave that only I know of. You are right, Isaac, I say. Why eat Mordecai's saffron when I could sell it? Yeah. And just just to interject there for anyone, I think you both let me get away with this, the Mongolian deathworm. Well, uh, neither of you have pulled me up on that I, just yet. Gotta know I was going to what, <laughs> was gonna
0: what, say, but then you barreled on about this cave, and I was just wh- like, what's the deal with the Mongolian deathworm? So well,
2: I, I think it's like a mythical creature. If you Google it, you, you might be able to. I think it might exist as a legend or a myth. It's supposed to be this enormous worm that can kill people with electric shocks, and it only lives in Mongolia. And a lot of people don't think it exists, right. uh, quite quite reasonably, I would say. I'm guessing ChatGPT runs with it and thinks it exists. Well, it's got a Wikipedia page. Oh, I see. Uh, right. I thought that was a picture of the Mongolian death worm. No, that's a that's an artist's interpretation. Oh, I see. So it does. You do need an artist to interpret what it might look like. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> it doesn't exist. Because <laughs> it doesn't exist. So anyway, yeah, I, I've said um, I'm going all in with the lions and a pair of Mongolian deathworms. Set them loose in Mordecai's estate. Why eat Mordecai's saffron when I could sell it? Isaac looks
1: at you with a mixture of shock and disbelief at your plan for involving lions and Mongolian deathworms. Baron Saffron, are you serious? This is madness! We can't possibly go through with this plan. It's highly dangerous and illegal. Not to mention you're putting the lives of innocent
0: people at risk. Not to mention Mongolian death worms don't (laughs) exist.
1: Also, he keeps going about illegal. Like, what element is illegal? And also, in those days, was there a law? They probably
2: had laws, yeah. Chop your hand off. Chop your hand off for stealing. And what legality is he he concerned with? I think breaking into someone's house and killing them with lions. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I can can see that now, yeah.
1: yeah. And he takes a deep breath and continues. I implore you to reconsider. There must be a better way to achieve our goals without resorting to such extreme measures. You can tell that Isaac is worried and has a serious reservation about your plan. What do you want to do next?
2: I seek the counsel of Iron Fist. Surely he will be up for it.
1: (laughs) He's a man of action. (laughs) Mr. Fist. You meet with Iron Fist and explain your plan to him. He listens attentively, nodding occasionally as you speak. That's that's obviously (laughs) the uh, universal (laughs) sign of listening attentively. (laughs) After you finish, Iron Fist looks at you thoughtfully and says, Baron Saffron, I appreciate your enthusiasm and your willingness to take risks, but I'm afraid I can't go along with this plan. Um, wow, even he's not having it. The man yeah. with the big sky on yeah, the side it's of his too face. too dangerous for him. The big burly man. It's far too risky and could have dire consequences for all of us. He's just bathing in his money as well. And mm. he's just like, oh, I've got Ferrari Why, why risk it? I'm, like, yeah, but I'm living the high life. I don't need to to Have this stress. He also says we need to be careful and strategic if we want to succeed in this business. He then pauses for a moment and continues. I think we should stick to our original plan and focus on building our saffron empire. We can continue to chip away at Mordecai's business, but we need to do it in a way that's legal and won't put innocent people in danger. God, he's gone all boring, isn't he? Mm. Let's, so the <laughs> game is really trying to like steer you yeah. into the straight and narrow, is it?
0: Just get a saffron business, yeah. You know, <laughs> become incredibly wealthy. Yeah, leave yeah. the death worms. Leave so, the death yeah. worms. Keep the lions where they are. So he's, you know, yeah, he's
1: uh, not supportive of your plan, and he's urging you to be more cautious. So what do you do next? So
2: and I said, okay, all right, all right. I see. The, <laughs> I, I see. I see the way the wind is blowing. If lions and death worms are too dramatic, how's this? I decide to outcompete Mordecai by genetically engineering a saffron that produces deeper yellows and grows more quickly and abundantly. So um, I, I, mean, I kind of—is
0: it going <laughs> to allow this? Is it going to have questions
2: about how do you do that? Genetically modifying saffron.
0: You first, you have to go to the market to find the ingredients yeah. to build a lab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, exactly. a but, but there's, a, there's a lot of hurdles. Um, there's there's a
2: lot of holes in my plan. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: You've got to invent electricity, computers, gene editing, gene editing. <laughs> <laughs> Crucially, <laughs> and this is
1: Iron Fist's response. Iron Fist nods approvingly at your oh. plan. Now that's, oh. more like <laughs> that's more like it. That's more like it, man. Yeah.
0: Mate. <laughs> some kind of magical technology advance. <laughs>
1: that's a much better approach. We can use our knowledge of modern science to create a superior product that will outcompete Mordecai Saffron. And best of all, it's all legal. <laughs> wow. That's all he cares about. Yeah. Just,
2: just don't do anything illegal.
1: Surely
0: it's more effort to invent genetic modification <laughs> than it is to go find some lions. <laughs> the Moral <laughs> issues as well involved
1: in genetic, no, he's just riding roughshod over, isn't he? Yeah, Isaac also seems relieved that you've come up with a more reasonable plan. <laughs> yes, this sounds like a much it's better not idea. More reasonable.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not a more reasonable plan, <laughs> it's just so much bullshit.
1: <laughs> we can use our resources to research and develop a new strain of saffron that will be more valuable and sought after than anything Mordecai has to
0: offer. Yes, yeah, very <laughs> reasonable. I <laughs> also love that, that it's you... like it's, it's sort of we'll pretend I didn't hear the genetically modified bit. I'll pretend yeah. I just heard the, oh, you're going to grow some better saffron. <laughs> and no one's breaking the law. Most importantly, no one's breaking the law. That's
1: it's the all legal. You can't help but wonder what Jesus would think of your new approach. Ooh. But for now. Did you add that or did they? No, no that's oh, what it says. I like decided. it. He's bringing
2: him back. little, little callback. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but for now, you're content to focus on building your saffron empire and leaving the
2: miracles to him. <laughs> I'll do the saffron, you do the miracles. <laughs> what do you want to do now? So I said, I beaver away at the new strains of saffron. After a few months, what have
1: I managed to develop? After months of research and experimentation, you've managed to develop a new strain of saffron that is richer in colour and flavour than anything on the market. The new saffron grows more quickly and abundantly than its competitors, making it a highly
2: valuable commodity. Yes, that's what I'm talking about.
0: How long does saffron take to grow?
2: I actually don't, don't know. It I, can take a. I I presume a, a, a se, at least a season, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, not... so in two months, you've managed to... Create some new, better yeah. saffron. It's just it's just mad. Just flying it's flying off the shelves.
1: You and your team of scientists and farmers are thrilled with the results. Well, wow. Well, wow. Well, I don't know where the scientists came
2: from. Just it's like, like a in. whole other
1: episode of finding the scientists <laughs> in Galilee yeah. to help with this, but you managed it. You waste no time in getting your saffron to market. Mm-hmm. You send samples to some of the top chefs and restaurants (laughs) in the area. Influence marketing, there you go. (laughs) And soon, word begins to spread about the incredible quality of your product. Mordecai, on the other hand, is struggling to keep up. Oh, poor Mordecai. Poor old Mordecai. His old strains of saffron are no match for your superior product, and he's quickly losing market share. You're pleased with the success of your new saffron and the fact that you're doing it all legally. God, <laughs> that's
2: the main thing you're pleased. Why it's
1: so focused on that? Yeah,
2: it must be something that we've got in the prompt about not doing things illegally. Possibly, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's you a... feel
1: like you're on top of the world and nothing can stop you. So you, you basically now. invented capitalism to, to beat
0: him.
2: G- gene editing and capitalism. Yeah, I guess capitalism already exists because they're you know they're competing in a. I suppose so. In a free market, but. But surely. Mordecai, to get to
0: where he has, he probably set the lines on you. You know, he's not just going to let you <laughs> be out-competed.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, the, his the... donkey stolen was, was one thing, but... <laughs> <laughs> just ending up with his shitty old Saffron. Do you, do you still have the donkey, by the way? It's, it's not mentioned. It's not covered. <laughs> it's around. It's, it's, if you call upon it, it'll be there. I think you mm, so can be yeah. sure of that. It's definitely getting treated better with Baron Saffron than it was with Mordecai. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I
0: like the idea of calling upon it. Have like, you ever played Zelda... And basically, wherever you go in the map, mm. if you just sort of whistle, you your horse you? comes running. <laughs> nah. You can be like halfway up a mountain and you, and you whistle and the horse is like there. It's like, there you go. Yeah. I'll be like a donkey.
2: So I said, I'd like to use the proceeds of my business empire to do two things. One, create a signature dish called the Baron's risotto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and two, Bankroll, a piece of musical theatre in the style of Andrew Lloyd Webber, which tells the tale of Jesus' ministry and warns him about the dangers of angering the Romans and warning of the countless religious wars that will be fought in his name in the future. An irony I hope he might appreciate.
1: The game Master says, You're thrilled with the success of your saffron business and are eager to expand your empire. The Baron's risotto quickly becomes a hit with the foodies <laughs> and critics alike.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and soon it's being served at some of the top restaurants in the area. Sounds delicious. I think it's basically like, a, is it a, a risotto Milanese? It's like a yeah, just a yellow risotto. Just, <laughs> it's just like rice with saffron in it. It's very simple. <laughs> the musical theatre
1: project is a huge success, playing to packed houses every night. You receive rave reviews for your innovative approach and for the quality of the production. So
2: that's interesting. It is kind of allowing me to plagiarise here yeah. rather than going, it's very naughty to oh, steal yeah. other people's work.
0: Yeah but also I wonder so you're you've got a, th- a theater production going at the same time before he's done before Jesus has actually done some of these things because he's still So it's still kind like,
2: of prophetic it's me like watch out Jesus because yeah. this stuff's happening and, and he's not dead yet.
0: And does it I mean surely like that would impact how people they see him performing a miracle and it's like oh, yeah but I was down in the theater for the day and <laughs> you know it says this is going to happen.
2: Yeah I swear I didn't think of that when is I was gonna playing it, his, so is,
0: is he going to change his tact, you know is, is it
2: I don't know, I never asked. I should have done <laughs> Why didn't you ask? I, I just wanted to leave us all on a massive cliffhanger.
1: <laughs> As for Jesus, you're not sure how he feels about the musical, but you like to think that he would appreciate the effort you put into warning him about the dangers of a religious extremism and the importance of promoting peace and understanding. Absolutely.
2: You'd like to think that. Yeah, I would like to think yeah. that. In that case, I bask in the adulation of the critics and the foodies of Galilee, and I spend my days in comfort, composing melodies on the lyre and eating Baron's Risotto on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> just every
2: Friday. <laughs> just a Friday.
1: Risotto night. Wow. Well, it says You've truly made a name for yourself in Galilee, and the success of your saffron business, signature dish, and musical theatre project have made you a beloved figure in the community. You spend your days in comfort, eating the fruits of your labor and entertaining guests with your musical talents. I think that's enjoying the fruits of your labor, but
2: I, I'd, I'd take eating the fruits of your labor. Yeah. Did I say eating? <laughs> I like to think I'll create a new fruit as well. These are my labor Just fruits. Genetically Delicious. engineered it. Well, no, yeah. no big deal.
1: It, Game master said enjoying, not eating. That was my error. The baron's risotto becomes a staple of Friday night dinners across the region. Why is it always Friday? <laughs> That's because I use it
2: on Fridays, so they want to. So everyone else doesn't yeah. save you.
0: So, do you have your own disciples who follow your? I don't know. And, <laughs> I guess so. Your teachings on the best on, on
2: use risotto. Yeah. risotto. Everyone
1: just has risotto on Fridays, and it says you're invited to high-end dinner parties and events on a regular basis. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're content with your success and take pleasure in sharing your wealth with those in need, donating a portion of your profits to charitable causes.
2: Yeah, that's good. good. Did it yeah. just throw that in? Yeah, through that in. Yeah. 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 yeah, lovely. Yeah.
1: As you sit back and enjoy your success, you reflect on your journey and the lessons you've learned along the way. You realize that sometimes the most unexpected paths can lead to greatest rewards, and with a little bit of creativity and perseverance, anything is possible. And at this point, I was thinking,
2: oh, surely the game's over now. So yeah. I just thought, have I won the game?
1: Because <laughs> it, it was wrapping up. But yeah, you want to, you want to win Did I win? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> And Game Master
1: says, Congratulations, you've won the game! Yes! You achieved one of the objectives by accumulating vast wealth, becoming a cultural icon through your signature dish and musical theatre project, and leaving a lasting legacy through your saffron business and charitable donations. Well done!
2: So that concludes our adventures Woo! in Galilee. <laughs> what a journey! What a journey! Who was your uh, who was your favourite character in that? Because we did have we did have some good NPCs there. Yeah, for a change. I mean, I think I like Iron Fist. I thought he I thought he was interesting.
0: I liked the way that he just you know changed his mind, just went after the money, but also was very no, you can't break the law. You can't break the law. I might have a beaten up, scarred face, and I've just you know basically abandoned my work, which is probably against the law, to go for someone else. But you, you're not allowed to break the law.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no lions, no death worms, <laughs> No death worms allowed. But yeah. What do what do you think of that as a, I guess we touched on it earlier, but just the idea of the way miracles and Jesus are, it, it was a very sort of stereotypical depiction of Jesus, wasn't it? Calm, cool, beard. His beard was shorter than I expected. I thought mm, he'd have a big well, beard. But he was, he was in his earlier days, wasn't he? True. So a younger man with was, a smaller beard. He was, he had, yeah
0: he 32 when he died, and he's 25 here, so he probably had a few more years of beard growth left. <laughs> <laughs> How long did he it go? Did no, no, it no it just
1: never cut it, so it just so, let it go. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, thought, I thought it was interesting. I, mean, like, he, I was worried that it was going to sort of say something like either controversial or... But it, it played it very safe. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, I can imagine Jesus was very calm.
2: He did get annoyed, you know. I think understandably, yeah. I, I would be annoyed if some Burke from like, the future came and started singing. But why didn't singing. he just
0: walk away? You know, you sung the entire musical day.
2: <laughs> Which is like two hours, probably <laughs> yeah. two hours long. And every time he tried to interrupt, I sang, I sang <laughs> over him.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ, superstar. Yeah, no, I, I thought Jesus handled that pretty well. I'm not sure, I'm not sure others would have.
2: Well, he was a patient man in yeah, this game. Clearly. As in, as in real yeah. life. What now one question i wish she would asked yeah. at the
0: end was would have been because <clears throat> obviously making your mark on history probably the person one who's thing. made the biggest mark on history ever yeah. and you've just sort of rocked up at the same era and you've made a risotto <laughs> <laughs> i would have asked as you do game master to, to tell you later on in history yeah. how that impact like so tell me about my impact in history 500 years like, in the time of the crusades are they still talking about baron saffron
2: yeah well i'll tell you what, we could um we could get into that i'm sure i've still got the conversation with Chat gpt on my uh, machine so i could ask it yeah. and, uh, and then find out <laughs> 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 that i mean it will, it will definitely come up. i love the idea of it saying yes it is now
0: when the Crusades, 1300. it is now over a thousand years later people are going to war over the teachings of jesus christ and also of the risotto
2: <laughs> teachings. the, 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 two, the two teachings of Baron Saffron if they eat risotto on a day that isn't friday they, oh, they well, they're, no, they're god you're the, a, the
0: schism has appeared there are the yeah. friday saffron eaters who consider themselves the original baron saffronites and there are the saturday yeah. saffron eaters yeah. who <laughs> broke apart in the year 800
2: <laughs> much blood has been shed <laughs>
0: <laughs> much blood has been shed yeah well let's let's ask it next time okay cool well, yeah. Uh, what have we learned? What have we learned, Keon? What have we learned, Keon can't do voices as well as Tan. Well, I, yeah, it's, oh, and that's oh, a low that's... bar. <laughs> Keeping them up, it's it's the it's the consistency. Consistency is yeah, hard, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, It's For hard sure. not to
2: like jump from accent to accent. Yeah, it's uh,
1: unless... Some, something to work on. But I think you know, as long as you get the essence from the start then you just kind of have to... You can do the work yourself. Yeah. yeah. I, I think... Putting that on top. I would
2: I would say probably your most convincing accent, and we only got like a little whisper <laughs> of it, was the sort of chicken farmer from the southern states in America. Um, Howdy, partner. Yeah. Kind of stuff. I thought you did that very well. So I think that could be one of your signature voices. You could bring that in, even if we're in Galilee next time. Uh, on a Viking raid. It's very kind of you to say, but I think I'm,
0: I'm definitely <laughs> not the expert. Unsurprisingly... Game Master can actually give you some characters with a modicum of meat on their bones. Usually, a very, very, I think, one episode, the only thing going for somebody was that he had a moustache. Yeah. And that was all resistant. he twiddled. he twiddled. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but still, not, not, not. Hugely impressive, and it can say did. no.
1: It can like it will. It doesn't always go yes. That's a great idea. It does sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. Not only to say no, it goes that's ridiculous.
2: Like, yeah, that's the first time we've had it say didn't hold back. That's preposterous. Yeah. Do not do that. I think. Well, maybe it's not going to improve until version five. But
0: giving the game master an opinion is very hard. Mm. You know, we've tried the easy hacks that haven't quite worked. But I wonder if there's a way of. You might have to just sort of say, if the player does stuff like this, reacts in these kind of ways. If the player does stuff like that, react in these. Mm. But I think the whole idea is you're not supposed to know what the player's going to do. Mm. And I, I just love the idea of the game master being like, what What the fuck are you talking about? Well, it's, it's
2: an interesting conundrum because playing games like, you know, be it Dungeons and Dragons or any other, the other sort of tabletop role-playing games, The person who sort of plays the game master, the dungeon master, there's there's a sort of, there's a real sort of community of dungeon masters who like share their ideas and problems with like, you know, challenges when they're playing games and has anyone else had this problem? How (laughs) do I solve this kind of thing, guys? (laughs) And one of the maxims is that no matter how much preparation you do, you might plan for... 20 different ways that your party might react to the monsters or challenges you put in front of them and they will always do something you don't expect. Yeah. So I yeah. think, you know, it's the same, the same difficulty for a game master as ChatGPT <laughs> that than you'd have as a, a as a human game master as well. I was thinking this the other day, <coughs>
0: we were laughing how it has a tendency to especially in the the Patel's device episode, <laughs> yeah. it would be like you daring and reckless something or other or you and then I realised, I wonder if that was it trying to be sarcastic and pithy.
2: <laughs> so yeah. you think we were reading it? Like... Maybe
0: we were reading it wrong. Maybe it was supposed to be,
2: oh, you daring.
1: <laughs> Could you imagine?
2: Sonil Patel, the brave brawler. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was supposed to be read like that.
0: So, but yeah, I suppose sarcasm is quite hard to read yeah. for script.
2: I think that's yeah. That's a that's a wrap for this week. So I hope you all enjoyed listening. Do let us know if you've got any suggestions. How would you have dealt with Mordecai and indeed Jesus if you had been playing on this adventure?
0: Let us know. You can get in touch with us. We are on Twitter at Pastmaster AI.
2: We're on Instagram at Pastmaster Pod. Or you can send us an email at pastmasterpod at gmail.com and if you're enjoying the show please just do tell one person who you think might enjoy it as well two people or two people three people three or four tell everybody (laughs) (laughs) tune in next time for more fun and adventures with Pastmaster see you next time Bye. bye
0: bye bye